1: Singing is such a great way to praise the Lord. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound.
2: From early childhood, Esther had heard Mordecai's stories about the splendors of the great palace. Now she saw that it was all true and more. It was like walking on a rainbow. There were so many rooms, she wondered if people ever lost their way. And then the gold. It was everywhere, on the walls, covering the furnishings. Even the dishes were made of pure gold. But gaining admission to the palace was only the first step toward being chosen queen. The Persian Empire stretched from the mountains of India to the desert plains of Ethiopia, and the young and fair from every province made the long journey to Shushan, each harboring a royal dream in her heart. The candidates faced 12 months of training before they were considered properly prepared to enter the throne room to stand before the king. court of women, Esther often thought,
3: How can the king choose from so many? All the girls are so beautiful, each one in a different way. How can I expect to be chosen? I don't know how to sing, and, and I can't play the lyre. I feel so strange here, so lonely.
2: The hours tumbled into days, the days into months. Esther's heart yearned for the sight of Mordecai, and her fingers ached to perform some purposeful task.
4: (laughs) Now, what is this? Sewing? Oh, isn't it wonderful? I was afraid I'd forgotten how. Sewing is for slaves. (laughs) Did I not assign seven maids to do your bidding? I sent them away. S- sent them away? Sent them away? Do you know how it feels to have 14 extra hands and feet? I do. Your strange whims are beyond me. I have many women to look after, but never one like you. Would it be possible for me to spend some time each day in the courtyard? The sun, the sun will, will, will ruin your
3: complexion. Oh, if only I could breathe some fresh air. The air in here is so heavy with perfume. It's stif- <laughs> I have shown you favor beyond all others. You have been very
4: kind, Hagia. I have shown you favor because. Because I think the king will be pleased with you above all the others. With me? Yes, yes. His every mood is known to me. He will love those frank eyes of yours and straightforward manner. He's tired of artificiality. Who I gave you the dress you're wearing. It's most unbecoming. I like it. I brought it with me from home. Are not the royal dresses given you to your liking? I like this one. That that a tent? (laughs) My reputation. I lose my position as keeper of the women. I might even lose my head if the king sees you in that. From now on, I will personally select your garments from the royal wardrobe. Have you completed the morning ritual? No, and
3: I haven't changed the color of my hair, nor have I asked at least a hundred other women which perfume is best for me. And as for wallowing in goat's milk...
4: Bathing in goat's milk is prescribed for all candidates. His Majesty has definite opinions regarding a woman's
3: complexion. (laughs) A wicked waste of good milk. You had far better give it to the
4: children of the poor. Oh, Esther, why can't you cooperate?
2: Finally the day came for Esther to be presented to the king. Many women before her had nervously trod the narrow, carpeted path which spanned the throne room. So many that even the servants who attended the king scarcely glanced up anymore until Esther made her way to the golden throne.
5: Look. Look now at this one.
4: Why? How could she be different from the rest? She's beautiful beyond words. But there's something more. See how she
2: moves, as though she were
4: already the queen of queens. Yes. The king Caesar. He's leaving the throne, moving down the steps. She really is striking. Shh. What's your name?
3: Esther, your majesty.
6: Come closer, don't be afraid.
3: As you wish, your majesty.
6: Ah, at last. Honest eyes, a fresh, natural complexion. Tell me now, is this the real color of your hair?
3: Who would dare to deceive the king of all Persia?
6: <laughs> That's a question that could not be answered quickly. It might take a week or a month. Your name again? Esther. Esther. A beautiful name, fit for a queen.
2: And the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight, so that he set the royal crown upon her head. And Esther followed Mordecai's advice and did not tell the king that she was an Israelite girl. celebration that followed the coronation, King Xerxes beckoned one of his advisors, Haman the Agagite.
6: You please me, Haman. I found your advice sensible to the point in all matters. Your majesty's approval is my only wish. My new queen, is she not beautiful? (laughs) She was your choice, son. (laughs) I, Xerxes, king of all Persia, have taken unto myself a new queen. I would have you honor and respect her above all other women in the empire. On this festive day, I also proclaim the appointment of Haman the Agagite as chief advisor to the throne. In all matters of state, he is to be regarded as second only to myself. Well, let the feasting begin!
1: continue the bible story tomorrow and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home you can call the bible and living sound at 1-800-634-0234 that's 1-800-634-0234 now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye With you Tanya that's what's the matter with me your best friend Tanya have a little tiff did we little just the fight of the century do you know what she did I have a feeling you're gonna tell me she wore my favorite sweater the other day and got a big stain on it you let her wear your clothes and then she said the stain was already there and it was my fault does what you're wearing right now belong to someone else I am never going to speak to her again Well, that might be hard because she's coming to your birthday party on Sunday. Then I'm going to uninvite her. Let me use your cell phone. Wait a minute. Weren't you listening in church last week? Pastor Quanto said that if we hold a grudge, if we stay angry at someone, it can make us sick. Well, he's right. Tanya makes me sick. I think you're missing the point here. You're going to make yourself sick by being angry and not forgiving little sweater girl. The preacher said that we can get stomach aches, headaches, even lose sleep when we're angry. That's not healthy. Well, what would you do if someone borrowed your sweater and got a big stain on it? I don't lend my clothes to people. That's creepy. Okay, what if it was your baseball glove? What if someone broke and then blamed it on you? I guess if someone broke my glove, I'd be pretty mad. But I don't want to be sick, so I'm thinking I'd have to decide which is more important, my glove or my health. Sam, you're pretty smart for a dumb kid. Can I borrow your red jacket? No. Just for the party?
2: No way. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, he established a health plan for every creature on Earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Do
6: not wait until some deed of greatness you may do. Do not wait to shed your light afar. To the many duties ever near you now be true. Bright in the corner where you are. Bright in the corner where you are. Brighten Bright in the, the corner where you are. Someone far from harbor you may guide across the bar.
7: Bright in the corner where you
6: Where you are Someone far from harbor You may guide across the bar Right in the corner Where you are So let the sun Shine in Face it with a grin Smilers never lose Frowners never win So let the sun Shine in Face it with the grin Open up your heart And let the sun shine, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine Every day I'll let my little light shine Hide it under a bushel, I'm I'm going to let it shine Hide it under a bushel, I'm going to let it shine Hide it under a bushel, I'm going to let it shine Every day I'll let my little light shine, shine, shine
5: There all day and he'd pray there all night. There was no one who knew that was what he liked to do. Nobody but the Lord in heaven, he'd say, I like to pray, I like to pray, I hide away and pray all the day. I like to pray, I like to pray, pray Pray to the Lord in heaven. One day's friend Philip came up to him, and said, we found Jesus, the Messiah, the King. When the Daniel met Jesus, he surprised, that's for sure, because Jesus knew his secret, though they never met before. He said, you like to pray, you like to pray, you like to pray, you like to pray, you hide away, you hide away, pray all the day, pray all the day, you like to pray, you like to pray, you like to pray, you like to pray, like to, pray to the Lord. And said to Jesus, it's a miracle you've done You must be a prophet, you must be God's son You heard me pray as I hid beneath the tree I'll follow you if you will have me Oh, I'll follow you, I'll follow you Because you knew that I pray to you Oh, I'll follow you, I'll follow you Jesus is the Lord of heaven I like to
8: boys and girls this is miss kathy i'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you chapter seven real live rattler after the lunch things were packed away jake said we'll leave in about 45 minutes so you have some time to play around on the beach Dee Dee and the boys began skipping rocks on the water Jenny decided to try building a stone castle with the mud and rocks at the river's edge. Maria walked slowly back to her log, thinking hard and praying. What do I do, Jesus? Help me, please. Fifteen minutes later, Chris climbed up on the log beside her. For a while, neither said a word. Maria stared straight ahead at the river for a few minutes. She said another prayer, asking Jesus to help her talk to Chris, like Didi suggested. Finally, Maria took a deep breath and asked, What bad things did you tell Dad about me the night before we left to come here? I don't remember telling him bad things about you. Maria's face got red and her voice got louder. You lie about me and don't even remember? Okay, what did you hear? I heard you and Dad talking about me and then I heard you tell Dad not to say anything. Chris got a funny look on his face. Were you listening when I was talking to Dad in my bedroom? You were supposed to be in your room. So you do remember... Cool it, sis. Tell me what you heard that was so bad. And how come you were listening at my door anyway? Maria hesitated, feeling a lump rising in her throat. She drew a deep breath. I was going to the bathroom, and I heard Dad's voice in your room. He said, Oh, she does, does she? Well, she'll soon find out differently. Then you said, Don't tell her I told you, Dad, or she'll be mad at me. And Dad said, Oh, I won't tell. She'll find out. Then I heard Mom coming, so I ran to the bathroom. Chris turned to Maria, a puzzled look on his face. And you are mad at me for that? She nodded. The lump in her throat was getting bigger. She decided not to say anything about the note she found. Not yet, anyway. Chris paused. Then he said, I didn't lie about you, you know. I didn't even say anything bad. But maybe you've got the wrong idea about this. I can't tell you what Dad and I were talking about, so you just have to trust me. You'll find out all about it next week. "'Chris slid off the log and ran to join the other boys. "'Let's go!' Jake yelled a few minutes later. "'Maria slid off the log and started toward the raft. "'Come on, Maria,' Didi called. "'It's time to get into our wetsuits.' "'Maria pasted a smile on her face. "'Coming!' "'Back on the river, Maria forgot her troubles for a while. "'She felt the raft lift and drop, twist and turn. "'But the part she liked best was the time between the rapids "'because the raft floated silently and no one spoke.' She liked looking for animals on shore. Sometimes they spotted wild animals looking at them. Plop! Splash! What was that? Willie asked. A fish. I imagine it was jumping out to take a look at you, Jake replied. Look, Sammy said excitedly as more fish jumped. Did you see that? Yep, fish sure love this part of the river, Jake said. Look down into the water. Wow, Chris said, I see a big fish. And here's one, Dee, Dee cried. Maria couldn't help herself. She joined the fun of finding fish in the deep, clear water. I see three down here, she squealed. Are they salmon, Mr. Shue asked? Yep, and there are some bull trout, too. Jenny looked, too. They're so big. Why, some of them salmon get as big as 35 pounds. My dog Coco only weighs 20 pounds, Willie exclaimed. For a few more minutes, they watched the salmon swim below them and jump in front of them. Jake muttered to himself, Where is that varmint? He should be here somewhere. There he is. Who, the kids wanted to know. Well, you just watch that big flat rock over there on the bank. I don't see, Chris began. Where, Diddy asked. Jake steered the raft. There's nothing there. It's just a bumpy old rock. Oh, Maria gasped, spotting a large spotted snake covering the top of the rock. He must like the warm sun, Mr. Teller commented. Is that a rattlesnake, Sammy asked, his eyes as big as baseballs. Nope, just a gopher snake, Jake told the kids as he let the raft drift even closer to the bank. Looks a lot like the rattler, but he only looks scary. He's pretty harmless. Dee Dee screwed up her face. I'm sure it's slimy, though. Naw, Jake drawled. Them snakes are about as slimy as an old boot in the desert. Hey, his big spots are almost square, Sammy said. Look at his face, Marie was getting excited. It looks like he's wearing a tiny headband down over his eyes. Jake chuckled. I never heard it called that before, but you're right. I gotta tell that one to Tom. Jeff guided the boat slowly along the bank, just inches from the boulders. Suddenly, Chris and Sammy shattered the stillness with shouts. Jeff! Rattler! They scrambled away from the rocks to the other side of the raft. Maria gasped as she looked into the eyes of the large, coiled rattlesnake. Jeff shot out the oar and punched the nearest boulder sharply, jerking the raft away from the shore. The shoebox kids plainly saw the snake's brown diamonds shining in the sun. No one spoke for a few moments as the raft picked up speed. Well, if that don't beat all, Jake said, wiping his forehead. A real live rattler, Chris said, looking like he'd just received a million dollars. Okay, now, hold on to your hats now, Jake ordered. We've got two more rapids before we get to our camp at Rustler's Cove. The story you've heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox
0: Kids,
3: Book 11, Rattlesnake River Adventure, written by Sandy Zog, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955.